blue And you don't know where to go to Why don't you go where fashion sits Putting on the ritz Different types who wear a day coat Well, hello there And welcome to the first ever episode of The Fancy Men The only podcast that has its pinky out at all times uh, I'm Mitch Kreitzman alongside my co-host Jordan Kreitzman uh, Jordan, you know, this is your idea, your premise here coming to life for the first time. How does it feel? Is this my first idea? That's no. Is that what you meant? No. Oh. I was just saying this was entirely your idea oh, and yeah. here it is now. Yeah. How's it feel? To, well, yeah, we were supposed to do this, uh, pre COVID and then I got the flu. <laughs> so the fancy man never happened. So I'm glad we finally get to do it. Yeah. And you know, what's funny is that you don't seem all that glad because you immediately abandoned your own premise (laughs) uh care to care to elaborate yeah so yeah the audience can't see it now but you're in a nice getup uh i'm in a Uh, a blazer a bow tie dress pants dress shirt you know the the whole idea we dressed up yes that's kind of the point and i'm in what you would consider an athletic tee <laughs> yes shorts. yes you are <laughs> and uh I, I was gonna bring my nice clothes but they were all essentially have been on the ground uh <laughs> in wrinkles for months because of covid i haven't had to dress nice at all so i've been meaning to take it to the dry cleaners and so, essentially, I didn't have any nice clothes to actually bring. Yeah, so we had planned that, you know, we would both bring our nice clothes on this trip. <laughs> I believe the day before he tells me this, I'm already, you know, I've got everything already ready to go. So I just say, yeah, I guess I'll just do it. I'll just continue to do it anyway, I guess. I don't know. Um, so here we are. I'm still dressed up, despite the fact that it's just me. And you are in very casual clothes. Um, well, we take a couple pictures, right? I yeah, think. we'll get a couple action shots here <laughs> at various points so that the audience can understand what I'm talking about here. Um, Jordan, I am very excited for what we're doing today because uh, this is something I've had in my possession for a while and have not found a use for, and here we are. Uh, Jordan, we're going to be tasting scotch today, and... I'll get into what the scotch is, but it's it's a uh, it's a really nice scotch. I would never buy something of this caliber. Uh, I was lucky enough to win it at a silent auction. Uh, so oh, okay, yeah, not something I would pay full price for because I don't know the retail cost on this. But uh, if you want to look that up as I'm as I talk about the scotch itself, we can definitely talk about it. But I'm, I want to talk a little bit first about what makes scotch different from your typical whiskey because pretty much all i know is that it is a type of whiskey uh do you know anything about it besides just it's whiskey but nice i hardly even knew it was whiskey until like a few months ago probably (laughs) yeah so that's that's where we're at yeah so uh here's a description i'm gonna read from the the michelin guide or depending on where you are in uh, the world michelin michelin guide yeah you know like the tires that doesn't sound so fancy, Mitch. But here's the thing. <laughs> you know how, have you ever heard really, really fancy restaurants are Michelin star restaurants? Have you heard that before? No, actually. Well, it is a thing. Okay. And it's the same company that makes the tires. Really? Yes. Like So, so they this also is, rate restaurants? I don't know <laughs> how it originally liquor? came about, but 
Yes, essentially. They also decide which restaurants are really worth going to by giving it the, the Michelin star. Huh. Uh, so I, it's fancier than I thought. Going to their guide online uh, titled Whiskey Bourbon Scotch. What's the difference? So uh, let's get into this just a little bit. Uh in essence, whiskey is an alcohol distilled from fermented grain mash. Therefore, bourbon made from corn and scotch made from malted barley are both whiskeys. Uh, however, scotch is made in Scotland and bourbon in made in America. Is made Not in America. In it met America. It's <laughs> made in America. Uh, but as McCarran explains, whoever that is, scotch and bourbon share an interesting relationship. <coughs> <laughs> What's happening to me? <coughs> I'm terribly sorry. Mitch, um, coughing mid-talk is not very fancy, I guess. No, I'm, I mean, at least I covered my mouth. I gotta say, our accents aren't very fancy. No, but I can't, I can't, I can't do really it the whole episode, so that's British not gonna accent. happen. Uh, historically, the bourbon industry uses each cask once, so there was a market to buy used casks from America. Using new casks for bourbon suits the nature of bourbon and also takes the edge off and seasons the cask, making it perfect for aging whiskey afterwards. When a bourbon cask is brought to Scotland and filled with whiskey for the first time, it is called a first fill cask. Uh, and these first fill casks are considered most interesting because it extracts the strongest flavors from the wood. So that's kind of what huh. we're working with here. Uh, it is whiskey. Uh, it's made with malted barley, specifically, uh, and it's made with used barrels as opposed to a fresh barrel. So there's already, okay. it's already soaked up some whiskey before they put more whiskey in okay, it. Okay, so pre-used liquor is fancy. Apparently, <laughs> uh, reduce, reuse, recycle okay. has been a fancy thing all it's typically along. typically new is fancy. Yeah, so typically I would assume that if you're living a life of opulence, you know, <laughs> you you buy a hundred pairs of shoes, wear it one time, and toss it out the door. Yeah. In this case, we're talking about reusing barrels that had aged whiskey in them for quite some time. So yeah. it's really fascinating. Mitch, I'm learning so much about how to be fancy. I thought I knew I don't. I guess that's the point of this. That's the whole idea. Yeah, okay. Um, now, Jordan... What we're trying today is uh, the Glenlivet, 12 years of age. Uh, now, that means that it's been aged for 12 years, if that wasn't obvious enough. Uh, single malt scotch whiskey. I want to give you some information about this specific uh, scotch varietal made by the Glenlivet. They have a lot of different scotches at different ages and different uh, methods of preparation. Uh, so... Here's specifically what we're talking about with the Glenlivet 12 years of age. This is specifically off of theglenlivet.com. This whiskey has been called a lot of things in its time. Smooth, fruity, complex, sophisticated, entertaining, classic. The original malt whiskey almanac says, A first-class malt, one of the most popular malts in the world, deservedly so. Representing the Glenlivet's signature style, this classic malt is first matured in traditional oak before spending time in American oak casks, which import, uh, impart rather notes of vanilla and give the whiskey its distinctive smoothness. The mineral-rich water that comes from Josie's Well, I don't know who Josie <laughs> is, uh, helps form the flavors during mashing and fermentation. 
Wilst, very fancy word, Wilst. Yeah, that, uh, extremely fancy. Wilst, the specific height and width of the copper stills add a delicate yet complex character. Keep a bottle on hand for every occasion, if you're a millionaire. Yeah, I mean, so even non-fancy occasions? I, I would never use this in a non-fancy occasion. You wouldn't distribute scotch at a 4th of July barbecue? I can't say I would. And In fact, before we, I talk a little bit more about this scotch, I want to talk a little bit about our typical drinking habits, not in a fancy setting. Okay. Um, so, t- Jordan, tell the audience a little bit about the kind of stuff you would normally drink. Well, I would normally drink water. For first, like, majority of the time, it's water. Now, Jordan, I do want to clarify here. I have to imagine you knew what I was asking. Oh, I'm just making sure. Uh, I'm specifically asking, when you're drinking alcohol, oh, what sure. are your typical go-tos? Sure. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, number one, beer. Sure. Uh, mostly, really all kinds of beer. I don't. There's not a beer I don't like, but typically I like Ambers or IPAs. And then if you want to drink more of them, go for like the lighter Pilsners. Sure. Or like wintertime stouts are nice. Beer's number one. Liquor, I'm all about really probably primarily two main drinks, but I'm typically a mixed drink person. I'm not a straight up. So it's either rum-based drinks or whiskey-based drinks for me. Yeah. And then like I like margaritas and stuff like that. So I'm open to like tequila-based drinks. So Fair. That's about the extent of it for me. I'm not. Um, I'm not a connoisseur when it comes to liquor. And when it when we're talking about uh, your mixed drinks and your beers, are you say, Would you say you're someone who's likely to spend more money to get a higher quality, or do you kind of just go for what looks good? Yeah, kind of just what looks good, like Jack Daniel's whiskey or like, sure. I'm not, I I don't notice a big difference in high end liquor. I think I'm uh, the kind of person that tends to go cheaper, but not the cheapest. So with beer, I do enjoy a craft beer. And I think the difference in price between your typical Miller Lite versus a craft beer isn't significant enough that it's worth that jump. Well, it literally can be like a double in alcohol content, too. That, too. So it's worth it. for Whereas the high end liquors, I'm not so sure about that. Uh, the percentage is usually going to be the same. Yeah. Uh, typically when I'm buying hard liquor, it depends on where I'm buying it from. So if I just buy it from the grocery store, I have my go-tos. So if I am getting whiskey, I I enjoy Seagram seven. It's pretty, it's on the cheaper side for sure. But of the cheap whiskeys, it's one of the more enjoyable I've had. Cheaper than Jack Daniels? Oh yeah. Okay. I guess Jack Daniels isn't cheap. Jack Daniels is. Uh, I think they. It's like a twenty dollar bottle. I think they go off their name brand. I, I don't think. Yeah. I don't think the quality matches the price when it comes to Jack Daniels. In my opinion, you're not wrong. Um, tequila. I kind of could go a few ways with that, but I definitely don't go with the cheapest option with tequila. Really cheap it's tequila is real nasty. <laughs> I'm not interested in that. Um, but yeah, I would say tequila and tequila and whiskey are pretty much the ones that I go for now. Um, I definitely do rum drinks. Uh, I love like tropical tiki drinks, obviously, but I typically don't make those at home. I'm more likely to get those. Like if I go to a restaurant, um, so I think we're both on the same page here that drinking scotch is not necessarily in our wheelhouse, uh, at all. Um, and to be clear, we're not drinking this mixed with anything. We're not drinking this even on the rocks. It no. is straight scotch. On the rocks is, you told me, it's not fancy. To me, this seems like the fanciest way. You yes. don't want to water it down. 
Yes, just just pouring a little bit in a, a clean glass. Yeah, so <laughs> in our Airbnb, all the closest thing I had to like a uh, a rocks glass or like a cocktail glass was a stemless wine glass. You got you got to stare at it at the light. Gotta... Yeah, currently Jordan has it up to his face, looking into the light uh, through you the glass. Check its opaqueness. I think that has something to do with the quality. Jordan's getting a little ahead of himself here because I haven't gone into the instructions oh, on right. how to taste. <laughs> I have some good step by steps that we can there, use yeah. as a benchmark. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about some of the notes that uh, Glenn Livett has written out Glenn. before we do it ourselves. And who's Glenn Livett again? The Glenlivet is just the brand of the scotch. But okay. Glenlivet is one word, so maybe it's like a last name. Glenlivet? Like Glenlivet. Glenlivet. Oh, yeah. Glenlivet. Okay. Yeah, you can see it on the bottle. Oh, right. <laughs> That's what it's called. That's right. So, for color, they start off with color. We can see that pretty easily, but uh, they have it listed as a bright, vibrant gold. That, that nails it. Which I would say is accurate. Yeah. Jordan got the rare notification. <laughs> Someone uh, actually texted me. <laughs> for cask, we already talked about this a little bit, but it's European and American oak. For flavor, this is interesting. Uh, delicately balanced with strong pineapple notes. I wonder if we'll taste that. I wonder too. To me, it's probably just going to taste like whiskey, but we'll see. It certainly just smells like a strong whiskey. For finish, now this is interesting. Lists it as long, creamy, smooth. Now, no thanks. <laughs> do I want? Do I want a long finish? That makes it sound like it's just gonna like linger in my mouth, like a burning sensation. I don't know. Yeah. Concerned about that. Uh, smooth sounds good though. That sounds like something I'd want. Uh, yeah, I don't I'm know. A creamy scotch. Yeah, that sounds bad. I agree. Um, for creamy ice cream. For nose. I don't know why they don't just say smell, but it says nose. Uh, fruity and summery. Nope. Not getting that. Are you getting that? I haven't given it a chance yet, but we'll see. <laughs> and again, for palate, it says well-balanced and fruity with strong pineapple notes. Uh, and then finally, for what to enjoy it with as like a pairing, it says enjoy with seared scallops. Uh, I'm not anti-seafood. I'm a little, I'm still sort of developing that. Uh, tastes. Mm -hmm. It's not something that I grew up wanting. Uh, no kid. <laughs> I'll, I'm kind of at the point where I'll do I'll do shrimp and various fish. Uh, don't do crab and lobster yet. Uh, scallops, definitely not. They kind of weird me out. Sure. Um, so we're pairing it with nothing. We're just drinking it. Okay. You don't have any seared scallops in the fridge? No. The only thing we really had to pair it with were pretzels, and they're gone. I ate them, yeah. <laughs> not, that, not that I asked you to keep them for this purpose, but we wouldn't have <laughs> wanted to anyway. <laughs> um, so, you know, now we kind of we got a good idea of what scotch is. We have a good idea of what this scotch is bringing to the table. And now it's time for us to get into the steps of what it takes to actually taste it. Okay, let's do it. Uh, and this is a this is a quick guide. Okay. So, so we're just talking four or five pages. It's a total of seven steps. Okay. Two of which we've already done. Okay. Uh, so it's you know this is from bespokeunit.com. Uh, and bespoke another very fancy word is if it? I do say. It kind of sounds like broke. 
Which is also very fancy. <laughs> That's true. And as they say in Beauty and the Beast, if it's not Baroque, don't fix it. Did they say that? In they do. Movie? I don't remember it's that. It's a great line. <laughs> uh, so, you know, they specifically preface this with, if you're in a rush and want to quickly get started on tasting whiskey, you can use the following step-by-step guide. In a guide. rush is like the complete guide take hours to... I don't know. <laughs> that, that confused that me, That doesn't too. sound... Wasting your time doesn't sound fancy. Step much. one, <laughs> I don't quite understand. And this is a screenshot, so I can't go back to it. Step one is select your whiskey expression. Is that like what you say when you taste it, perhaps? Oy vey. All right, that so it? that's your whiskey <laughs> yeah. expression. Your whiskey expression is oy vey. Uh, I guess mine will be thar she blows, you b-holes. <laughs> or no, sorry, you b-words. <laughs> b-holes is even worse. Uh, oh my God. Well, now it's got to be thar she blows, you b-holes. Uh, so there's that. Uh, we've each got our whiskey expression. Uh, the second step was pour the desired amount into your glassware of choice. Now, what I find interesting is that it doesn't give me a recommended glass. It just says your glassware of choice. I, it's interesting because you poured this for me, which I feel like is pretty fancy. Like I wouldn't, I'm not a commoner, so I wouldn't pour this for myself. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. That's very fair. <laughs> so I'm. It right should on track. say. <laughs> it should say have your butler pour the desired amount into your glassware of <laughs> yeah. choice. Agreed. Um, and you do kind of look like a butler right now. I am dressed a bit like a butler. <laughs> the fact that you're dressed casually makes me stand out more, which leads to possible butler. Um, now, I do find it interesting, though, that it says glassware of choice. I would think this is such a delicate process that they would recommend a specific type of glass. Yeah, like the, uh, the Vortex glass for Miller Lite. Right. Maybe use that. Or <laughs> like, like, what if I just put it in, like... Uh, one of those big yellow plastic souvenir cups from Dickie's Barbecue. You know how everyone has those? Yeah, I mean, it probably tastes different, right? So it's kind of weird that they... That's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't, I'm surprised that they, don't, uh, that they don't have us get into that. But anyway, yeah. so step two is down already. Uh, step three, vigorously swirl the dram, which I think is just your glass, uh, to, re- to release aroma. So we're going to okay. do some of that now. We're not really going to get any of that audio, I don't think. Uh, can try, but I don't think it's very audible. Yeah, we can get some ASMR going here. So, vigorously swirling. I got some smells. So that was step three. Step four, uh, in quotes it says, nose your whiskey. So that's maybe why it said nose, because they don't call it smelling, they call it nosing. Nose, nose. Nose your whiskey by placing your nose deep inside the glass and drawing in deeply. Fit my head in there, As deep as you can, as deep as you can. You look wildly uncomfortable as you do this. Mitch, it's a strong smell when I do that. (laughs) All right, so I'm going to try it on my end. I'm going to try getting the nose to the grindstone here. (laughs) Wow! That is incredibly strong. (laughs) That hurt my throat almost. Yeah. It's like I drank it already. (laughs) I gotta tell you, I wouldn't call that fruity and summery in the slightest. No, no, that's what I was saying earlier. That's fascinating. Yeah. Now, what it says, Jordan, you're not gonna like this. Step five is repeat steps three and four until you have a total of three nosings. Okay, so that was nosing one. Yes, so we're gonna do some additional swirling here. Oh God, here we go. Oh, <laughs> all 
right. Time for my second nosing. Nosing too complete for me. <laughs> Back to swirling process three. <laughs> it's wildly unpleasant. <laughs> I have to sell. I have to tell you. Yeah, it's. Here's okay. the thing. It's probably gonna taste great. But oh, this, maybe. the nosing is not working Let's, for me. All right, we're, I'm, I'm approaching nosing number three here. I'll, <clears throat> I'll get a good one in here. Was that one any better? That seemed better for you. I'm getting used to it. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm acclimating. That's interesting. I, maybe that's why they tell you to do three. Because number two is worse than number one for me. Well, maybe try three. All right, I'll try three. Maybe I'm just not getting it in Maybe I'm not deep swirling enough? enough? I don't know. Uh, regardless. You're swirling pretty I'm swirling viciously. very vigorously. Yeah. And it says vigorously. Yeah. So, all right. Time for my third nosing here. Let's see how this goes. I hope it's a good nosing, Mitch. I hope so, too. Definitely still hurt my throat. But it was I better. better. Yeah. That's why they do three nosings. They want you to acclimate. So what we're doing from here is uh, actually taking a sip. So take a sip and Wait, quote... Step five? This is step six. Oh, okay. Step five was to re- repeat steps three and four. Okay. Step seven, we spit it out? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> step number six, take a sip and quote, chew the whiskey around, getting across your entire palate. So we got to like squish it? Swish it around? Yeah. That's what we're shooting for. You want to get... So, uh, Jordan, perhaps you d- don't know how the tongue works. Um, <laughs> Only fancy people know how the tongue works. That's I'm correct. not there yet. So Doctors are all fancy. Yeah. Um, basically, different sectors of the tongue taste different things. So, sweet versus sour. That's true. Versus savory. It's different parts right. of the tongue. I've heard this before. So, this is why they want you to get it all across the palate. Okay. So that you're getting all those notes that they're talking about. So I really about. gotta French kiss this scotch here. So, what we're talking about is taking a sip, swishing it around, get it across the entire palate. Uh, step seven is kind of in conjunction with step six. So, I'll tell you right away. Draw in a breath of air, experiencing the remnants of flavor as they cross your palate with a cool breeze. That's beautiful. <laughs> I wish I had written it myself, but I didn't. But you're not fancy. Enough. No, I'm not fancy enough for that yet. So Jordan, I think we're both ready to take a sip here and right. swish it around. So let's give this a try. My tongue burns. Ah, uh, my whole body. With burns. a great intensity. <laughs> oh, I'm not so sure about this. I feel like part of me is tasting the fruitiness, I think. I think I'm actually, like, I think I'm tasting it more on, like, the roof of my mouth, if that's even possible. No, oh, I'm not. It's right on the tongue. My tongue is soaked in Well, so right the, the fruitiness, I think, is what I'm tasting on the roof of my mouth. The uh, what I'm tasting on my tongue and my throat is an intense burn. Um, yeah, I feel it in my heart, Mitch. Yes, <laughs> this reminds me of when I've had fireball in the past, yeah. not in a good way. Uh, <laughs> fireball, for those who don't know, it's the complete opposite of this podcast, <laughs> it's very unfancy. <laughs> if we ever do a white trash podcast, fireball may be involved. You should take a note of that. <laughs> Should white trash pockets? <laughs> Something to think about. Now, 
I'm almost tempted to put a little ice in here and see if that helps our experience at all. Um, Because, seriously, I was not expecting the level of burn I just got. (laughs) Um, I thought it was going to taste great. See, I didn't. That's... (laughs) I was expecting much more exciting than what I ultimately got. Um, So, Jordan, uh, what I'm going to do here... If you wouldn't, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and vamp for a minute here okay, while you get some ice some in these glasses. I would, I would take the glasses with you. Oh, I don't. That's fine too, I guess. <laughs> I don't maybe want ice from your hand going into the scotch because that doesn't seem like it would help. But ask Claire about the scotch. Claire, come sit down. Tell us what you think about the scotch. Uh, so I'm doing it the opposite of you guys. So I was sipping um, this on the rocks already. And I was actually pleasantly surprised how smooth and tolerable it was. So maybe okay. you guys will have a similar experience. So, but now I'm going to try it just straight. So I'm going to do a little uh, swirling here with the ice. Maybe let it melt a little bit even. Give it a quick nosing. Again. I'm going to try another nosing as I uh, swirl this around. I'm going to be honest, the phrase nosing has yet to get any better for me. Um, it doesn't feel fancy. No. Like, is there another word for smelling or sniffing that's fancier? Nosing is not it, in, in my opinion. In Nostril inhaling? Inhale is pretty good. Like, no, I think, I don't... Waft is good. Waft is good. I think Claire's fancier than both of us. I think that's very fair. <laughs> Because really, in my mind, nothing nose-related is going to be fancy. Just not possible. No, you just think about... The nose is just something that's inevitable, but in no way fancy. Mitch, I've wafted three times. I just had quite the burp from the (laughs) scotch. Um, I bet that burned. A little bit. I'm going to give this a good waft. Yeah, give it a couple wafts. That's what I did. I feel like you can definitely smell the sweetness. Mm. She has a good nose. That was so. significantly improved for, with the ice. A little bit, yeah. Okay. Just smelling it, right? Just giving yeah. it a waft. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to try no rocks. You can do it. She's trying it straight. All right, Claire's giving it a try. <laughs> <laughs> and it seemed to be wildly unpleasant. All right, maybe we're not. Just that I lame. <laughs> now this, I can't help but wonder if that should have been in the instructions that I was given, because uh, this seems to vastly improve the experience. <laughs> um, so I've done some swirling, I've done some wafting. I think we're ready to give this another Good sip. Taste, yeah. It's, it's, sip's not fancy though. T- taste is also. Uh, Sampling. Sampling. Uh, <laughs> Mouth sample. Sample is good. Sample. Yeah. Let's sample this Let's sample scotch it. after a good waft. That was way better. Way better. Wop, more like waft. <laughs> Wet ass fruity taste. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Sometimes we need to be topical to get the people into the uh, into the, the audience after it now to get the wet ass fruity taste is what I need to name it or should I name it WAP more like waft they're both pretty good do that 
WAP more like WAFT. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Colon, the fancy men. <laughs> sure. Um, I mean... This is bad. I'm very glad that we had Claire involved here, because I would not have thought that it would be this much improved by having ice in it. Is it just on the second one? <laughs> is it just that it's colder and watered down a little bit, or is there something else to it? Do we think it's more complicated than that? No, I think it's the just mostly the watered down factor. Maybe could it have watered down that much though? I mean, you just put the ice cubes in there. It's true. What, a minute ago, could be the quick temperature shift. Um, I don't know. Makes it a little bit easier on the nose. Does that make that doesn't really make sense either? I don't know. It's better though. I agree. Although still kind of strong, but which makes sense. I don't want really to drink anything on the rocks. So. See, this is why <laughs> fancy culture needs to get its shit together. <laughs> I'm currently looking at an article from the travel section of BBC.com entitled Why You Should Never Drink Whiskey on the Rocks. <laughs> Quite frankly, I'm upset. <laughs> Um, it sounds like an abomination, Mitch. What are they saying? It's removing the flavors from it. Uh, I'm trying to get to the the Cliff's Notes here. I'm sorry, but Scotch on the Rocks is a pretty normal thing. I think so too. Yeah, I don't. Isn't that what like Mad Men drink? Yeah, and they're maybe the fanciest of fancy men, right? I don't. The, the men and madmen are all alcoholics. So fancy. Yes. <laughs> and they would when, still put ice in their drinks. Yeah. Right? Oh, right. yeah. They'd almost always put ice in their drinks, yeah. I think. You know what? I'm now looking at an article from vinepair.com that says how to drink scotch according to a Scottish bartender. That's really who I'm going to trust here. Yeah. Scotch can be difficult. Scotch can be a difficult drink for Americans to get into, whether it's due to hard to pronounce names or the perception of Scottish or of, of scotch as a serious drinking man's drink. That was the whole purpose behind this, I suppose. True. There's an intimidation factor associated with scotch whiskey on this side of the Atlantic. But it doesn't have to be like this. Take Scotland, for example, the birthplace of scotch, where cocktails are served with a heavy dose of scotch whiskey. The liquid basically runs in streams through cocktail programs across Edinburgh. And the Scottish believe that scotch is for everyone. There's no restrictions on getting into scotch whiskey, John well, Linstead, a bartender and bar manager in Edinburgh, Scotland, tells me. I think we would disagree with that. <laughs> it, it is a fancy drink. Reserved for only the elite and fancy. Yes. <laughs> but there's also no wrong way to do it, apparently. That's what I like to hear. No, you just can't be not fancy. Now I'm going to look at an article of best scotches to drink on the rocks. Perhaps this will give us some indication. Uh, Glenlivet not included yet, but number two on the list was Glenfiddich. Which is its own, I guess. Hmm. That's surprising. Wait, this is a list of fancy scotches? It's five scotches to drink on the rocks. Okay. Best scotches, excuse me. Uh, let's see. Scotchaddict.com. Scotch, neat or on the rocks? When ordering scotch, it's often important to indicate how you'd like it. There are really only two choices in the scotch world. Neat means you want uh, the scotch without anything else. We should have been saying neat and not straight. That's the That's fancier right. way. Neat is the term. Forgot about On that. the rocks means you want the scotch served with ice. 
If you use any other terms, you'll just confuse the bartender. I don't think that's true. If I said scotch with ice, they'd be like, what? But that's not, no. I can't think of a fancier thing, though, than to confuse a bartender. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so I think you want to come at him with some nonsense. <laughs> Let's see. As for enjoying it on the rocks, for what type of glass... Any, heavy, any heavier old-fashioned glass will do. That's kind of what I was looking for, but couldn't find it's it. It's not this, yeah. Uh, the tulip bulb shape of the Glencairn glass, and it's generally much smaller size, makes it hard to put ice in. An old-fashioned glass, which you can also use to make cocktails, is better with the ice. Ultimately, it's about what's in the glass, and not the glass itself. I've had delicious scotch in a red Solo cup before. <laughs> That's very unfancy, I must say. Uh, yeah, except in Scotland, I guess. Yeah, they probably do. House parties, drinking scotch. True. <laughs> and he says at the end, for what it's worth, I wouldn't drink Macallan 12 or any decent single malt scotch on the rocks. Those distilleries work hard to make a good product, and I want to enjoy their masterpieces. I don't need frozen tap water messing up the balance. Oof. Get the hell out of here. Coming at us with the opinions. <laughs> he didn't even give his last name. Just listed as Jim. I don't trust you, Jim. <laughs> I did a very scientific experiment here today. Trying yeah. it neat, trying it on the rocks. I had a definitively better experience on the and rocks. We'll document our findings <laughs> and stack it up against previous publications. <laughs> Perhaps what we've found here is that being fancy is very important. But I think maybe there's a little bit of meeting in the middle here. I think the fanciest way to do it is drinking it neat, certainly. But I think the fact that we're still drinking scotch is very fancy anyway. Mitch, I'm starting to realize I think fancy is a state of mind. There's no true way to be fancy. If you feel you're fancy <sighs> drinking Keystone Light out of a red Solo cup, and you truly believe that, who am I to say otherwise? I feel like there's I, only so many things we can consider a state of mind on this <laughs> podcast because I feel like it's a, a common thing we go to. Um, Amore, for example, is definitely... A state of mind. That yeah. one more definitively. Which, by the way, is this Scotch Amore? <laughs> On the rocks, yeah. On the rocks, yes. Neat. No. <laughs> Agreed. Um, Couldn't even get a hell yeah, bitch. No, definitely not. <laughs> um, so, I mean, ultimately, the rocks made it much better. Uh, no doubt about that in my mind. Yes. Um, now, as for your statement on fancy being a state of mind... <laughs> I do think a lot of what makes something fancy is based on societal expectations. And I think, I think generally that's something we should work on. I think, I think more people should be allowed to be fancy, and it shouldn't be based entirely on how much money you have. Because currently I think but, that's a lot of it. I think that's kind of what I'm getting towards. I want anyone to be fancy. I want, I want for anybody to have the ability to be fancy, but I don't want everyone to be fancy, because then it's not special anymore. Yeah, then it... It's not fancy. It's average. You can't be fancy all the time. Yeah, a special occasion. Like, like Syndrome said in The Incredibles, <laughs> if everyone's super, no one is. <laughs> so if everyone's fancy, no one is. It's not even considered really fancy anymore. Good night, everybody. <laughs> I mean, I do still have to say a few things. Okay. It was such um, a good closing line. It was, you're right. Um... So I'll go ahead and wrap up, I guess. Uh, I was planning on getting to there pretty soon anyway, so that's fine. Um, so please remember to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're getting your podcasts. And uh, tell a friend about us. If you have a friend that 
like scotch, tell them that they can listen to this and shit on us. Because we clearly don't know what we're doing. Yeah. Um, if, that, if people shitting on us brings in viewers at this point, I'm open. <laughs> That's right. All press. I'm fine with that. No news is good news, and all press is good press. Which is funny, because those mean similar things, but they're entirely different from each other. <laughs> um, well, let's be clear, though. We don't intend on generating a scandal for ourselves to generate press. That is false. I will do that at the <laughs> um, Nothing illegal. <laughs> we are, of course, at Any Ideas Podcast on Twitter. Any Ideas on Facebook and the Any Ideas Pod at gmail.com. Uh, this surely comes as no surprise uh, as Jordan looks back into his scotch glass uh, like at the light. Apparently that helps in some way. Um, but as a reminder, our theme is putting on the Ritz by Taco, apparently. The original version was Fred Astaire, but I prefer this version. Uh, and until next week, remember to never mix up your dinner fork and your salad. Dressed up like a million dollar trooper Trying hard to look like Gary Cooper Come let's mix, we're Rockefellers Walk with sticks or umbrellas in the mitts Putting on the Ritz Have you seen the well-to-do Up and down Park Avenue On that famous thoroughfare With the noses in the air White spats and lots of dollars Spending every dime For a wonderful time If you're blue and you don't know where to go to Why don't you go where fashion sits